everyone, welcome back to just one more opinion. My name is Charlie and today I will be talking about the next installment in the Marvel Spider-Man gaming universe following 2018's original Spider-Man game and 2020's Spider-Man Miles Morales. And I will just mostly just pitch you my theory or more like what I would do with the game. I always have lots of thoughts and theories about movies, TV shows, and games, so I thought I'd do an episode on Spider-Man PS4's sequel, whether that'll be called Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man PS5, who knows. If you haven't checked out my Spider-Man PS4 retrospective episode, go and have a listen if you want. It's available right now. I just gave my thoughts about the game's mechanics, story, and other elements, and some of my opinions in that episode will link to what I will say today. And yeah, let's go! Hey guys, welcome to the first episode in my Theory Thursday series. This is basically a series that I'm gonna do where I uh, share with you my theories on movies, uh, TV shows, games, like upcoming uh, content and yeah I just give my opinion on those for this one is Spider-Man PS4 the sequel but I will do theory time on movies from the MCU obviously that's my that is my area of expertise and yeah I just thought I'd let you know because this, this is the first episode and I thought I should do a little introduction to it at least um, yeah I hope you enjoy before I start, actually, just two things. First, I am recording this episode in a space that I don't usually use. And that's mostly because my mom is working from home and my brother has online classes. So the place I use, uh, <laughs> which is my room, uh, if I used that right now, I would be making too much noise. So I chose a more secluded area to record this episode. So the audio might feel a bit... Not worse, yeah, well, maybe a bit worse. Hopefully, you can still hear me, hear me just fine. And, yeah, the second thing I wanted to say was that I wrote this this episode, uh, this uh, overall pitch for the sequel a couple of months ago, actually. Uh, if I want to be completely honest, almost a year ago <laughs> at the start of, the, of quarantine. But then it took me um, until December... To, of last year to start up this podcast and we also had Spider-Man Miles Morales announced and released after I wrote my pitch theory and before this day today so some things I had written about theorized about already came to fruition in the Miles Morales game or became um, like uh, I don't know <laughs> yeah I'll talk about that in, in a second um, I'll mention that when I get there so also, just so you know, I know that a lot of people do not enjoy theory divisors, pitch creators, because it might ruin the game, the movie, or etc. for them. So I completely understand. If you'd like to skip this one, I am fine with that decision, honestly. But just so you know, if you're still there, and if you're interested in learning uh, what I have um, imagined for Spider-Man's uh, sequel, just so you know, this might have some potential spoilers if I get anything right, which if I do, 
Insomniac, just call me. Call me, and I'll I'll write some stuff for you, please. I'm I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing nothing. <laughs> no, I'm doing some stuff, maybe. Anyway, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. But like I said, beware of potential spoilers if I get anything right. I'm going to start with a sort of wish list. Just some things I'd like them to add or some small details or changes. Just little things that they could um, put in the game that is A, related to gameplay mechanics, or B, something that has not been thoroughly hinted at in the previous games. Uh, so yeah, bear with me because this, this list is kind of long. Uh, yeah, here we go. First off, Web Slingshot. One of the best moments in the Amazing Spider-Man movie was when Peter slingshot himself through the crane uh, at the end of that film. It was just a super cool move, and I even think that they added that feature to the um, to the Amazing Spider-Man game in 2012, uh, but not in the Insomniac ones. So yeah, I think that traversal mecha me uh, mechanics would gain a lot if we could just slingshot Spidey through the city and maybe actually be able to choose where to attach both webs to to gain the, the magnificent momentum that we need to just fly off. Secondly, improved slow motion web mechanisms. In Spider-Man PS4, you can slow down time and choose where to zip to web zip to to or use one of the gadgets with more precision but i didn't slow time that often mostly when i was in a self encounter and i was almost falling right into um into the enemy territory like in front of the bad guys because apart from that there wasn't anything more to do with that feature so adding more things um to do while in that slow motion moments would be would be nice maybe having to use it for the the next thing on my list spider planning what i mean by spider planning is being able to use peter's flexibility and speed to be um, to, to gain more of an advantage at the beginning of stealth encounters kind of like the fear takedowns in batman arkham knight if you've played that game you know what i'm talking about um, and obviously that would would be like aligned with Spider-Man moves, obviously the and yeah, also double takedowns and more diverse stealth takedowns would be cool and much needed as well. So please, Insomniac, take that into consideration. Next up, Spider Tracer. In one of the backpack collectibles in Spider-Man PS4, Peter finds his old Spider Tracer. We never use it in the game though. Uh, but it would be cool if it came back, to, like just to have that option for, for example, car chases or citywide stealth encounters or investigations in the sequel. I think it is would be such a a, a plus, like a bonus thing to have to to be able to throw a spider trace at an enemy or a car and then follow it around the city. It would just be cool, and something that Spidey does all the time in. In, in the comics as well, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, in the comics. <laughs> Moving on, improved crime-in-progress activities. One of the most criticized aspects of Spider-Man PS4 is the crime system. 
the, 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 the they became repetitive, boring, and not really that urgent. Spider-Man Miles Morales did improve on this quite well, but adding more hostage, hostage, oh my god, hostage uh, situations, fires, bank robberies, not just like shop, little shop robberies, um, armed assaults, just more diverse, bigger, and urgent crimes would be more enjoyable to stop. We do have, in the first and second game, like car chases, um, but I kind of hate it. How you just needed to press square at the right time, twice or more, and then just fight some more bad guys or not. I don't know, maybe just letting us steer the car away from crowds, attempting to web the car to a building or bridge. I don't know, just something more than just tapping square lots and lots of times. This is an essential change that Insomniac needs to make, in my opinion, and I think many fans also think that. Arcade mode was available in the second Amazing Spider-Man game, and basically, this is uh, like it, it was an augmented reality place where you could fight hordes of enemies, infinite ones even, I believe. And I know it sounds a bit absurd, but I kind of love that challenge of seeing how far can I go before my health depletes. And in Spider-Man PS4, we only have the ability to go back and redo. The enemy hideouts, which doesn't make lots of sense. <laughs> so perhaps following the Taskmaster's challenges, we have an arcade or arena where Spidey needs to prove his worth to whoever Taskmaster's um, employer is. Maybe, maybe the criminal organization AIM. Maybe. So we would fight against AIM enemies. I don't know, I think it'd be cool to have something like that. Maybe not AIM, because it was uh, in, the in the Avengers game that was released in 2020. I actually haven't, haven't played that one, because it's not really my type of game, that multiplayer aspect of it. Uh, anyway, moving on. Inside action. What I mean by that is that the graphics of New York City are great. Uh... Sometimes we can see through windows, but we don't usually play inside of buildings that much outside of the main story. And there is a plethora of warehouses and hideouts in Spider-Man PS4, yes, but they all, again, kind of seem too similar to one another. There's not really one where I'm like, oh man, I want to replay that warehouse because it looked super cool and yeah, like no. And also, we, we always have the, a loading screen going into them, which leads me to, please, no more loading screens. Now, this game will definitely be released for PS5. The power of that console will probably allow for seamless transitions to cinematics and vice versa. Um, but Batman Arkham Knight already did a great job with that. And the game and that game was released in 2015. I mean, if that could be beautifully accomplished back in 2015, it should be easy enough to realize for the next gen games. And in Spider-Man 2, that would be amazing. That would be so cool. Moving on, I would like more Peter Parker gameplay. 
Most of the missions that we had with Peter in the first game were basically working on the lab or walking inside Feast. Um, so imagine we could actually walk through New York City as Pete. And we have and we we, we would need to find an alley to change into Spider-Man. And again, that could be a seamless transition if the powers the PS5 allows it. I mean, who who wouldn't love that? <laughs> you know? Um, also it would be so cool to have stealth encounters as Peter like only with his web shooters so like and unable to put on his suit so we, you would actually need to play as stealthily as possible because if somebody saw you if you were swinging or attached to a wall and you were just poor Peter Parker then yeah your identity would have been caught and you would have to restart the mission maybe I don't know I think having more action as Peter would be super cool um, in my humble opinion, and I think the any game, any Spider-Man game, would win from that. Next, less or no more <laughs> bonus objectives. Maybe I'm being picky, but I do not enjoy having bonus objectives in games like these. In Assassin's Creed, for example, it made sense in the the in the ones that did that because you were playing as characters in the past so you could or should be able to go back and do it uh, as it was supposed to do as it was done you would need to do it in that exact order or style blah blah and in that franchise the story even allowed for that type of quote-unquote time travel but in spider-man <laughs> i just didn't find it find it appealing to, so yeah having less bonus objectives or maybe even none would be appreciated, at least for me. Also, please, less time button mashing moments. I'm sure they have a simpler name, but yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I don't like how many the, the, there were of these mini games, especially in the car chases. It was really annoying. Also, it mo was mostly always L2, R2 or square 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 or triangle 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 there was little variation uh, not a lot it wasn't really fun to do uh, so yeah I, I either like to have less of these more varied varied uh, mini games like these or just fully remove them from the sequel please thank you insomniac please thank you <laughs> and speaking of which i want different mini games yeah it's another thing i want to see Spider-Man PS4, we had the battery, the frequency, and the substance-based mini-games, uh, mostly happening inside the lab. Uh, the first time I played it, I was like, yeah, I'm fine with this. It's, it's, it's cool. It's different. Um, but they soon became too repetitive, too boring. Um, so yeah, having different types of mini-games, more variation on those. Maybe, maybe not uh, lab-related stuff. That would be sweet. Uh, the spider bot though it was really cool to use so maybe having a spider drone now would also could be something that it's fun to play with and doing things with it also more hacking with peter's phone would also be a, would be a clear evolution from miles hacking in the first game but yeah just like more varied mini games i would say 
Next up, removal of tokens. <laughs> I'm being picky again, but if you listen to my Spider-Man PS4 retrospective episode, you know what I'm talking. You know why I'm picky. You know why I hate tokens. Uh, yeah, I just did not like the collection of these things for upgrades, for all upgrades, at all. If Pete has his own lab, or just some equipment at his uh, apartment where he can tinker some new gadgets, why did he, how could he create new suits and gadgets midair, out of nothing, out of tokens? It's, it's not realistic. Really, it's, it's not. And I know it's, it's a man swinging like a spider, but come on, realism is needed, still. And the unlocking and upgrade of, of the gadgets could be made by acquiring parts, not tokens. And the creation of suits could have a similar system. Um, yeah, I, I cannot stress this enough. I, I just did not enjoy the existence of tokens, nor creating gadgets and suits out of thin air, nor changing them in midair. Um, so yeah, please, just give me something different, please, because Spider-Man can create suits and gadgets. He is known to do such things. And having, first of all, having that animation of him um, building his gadgets and, and, and making his suits is, would be really cool. And also only have those while at a certain location, like his apartment or anywhere else, not like midair, kind of takes out the joy of having something new to play with. That's just my opinion, of course. Another, another thing I want to see in the sequel is more heroes. Having cameos or full side quests with other Marvel heroes, such as Daredevil and maybe some of the Avengers, would be superb. They have already been hinted at in Easter eggs and locations throughout New York City. So involving them in any capacity is a must. And it's probably really easy to do. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second, actually. When I go into my theory, theory pitch. Jesus Christ. My English today is really... And yeah. Also, more villains. <laughs> Spider-Man PS4 showed us a bunch of Spideys rogues gallery most menacing villains but there's always space for more specifically as side missions the first game didn't have that many side missions involving super villains uh, one thing that batman arkham knight did well in my opinion was introducing threats villainous threats during the main story and then allowing for the player to address those out in the world as side content that was really cool. And Spider-Man 2 could do a similar thing uh, with some of some of uh, its characters. I'll get into, yeah, like I said, I'll get into more details uh, later on and on how to do that. And finally, map expansion. Manhattan was big and it was gorgeous. Um, but with every sequel, the games get bigger and bigger and better. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> I think it's almost a certainty this will happen, but either way, I had to mention it. Also, be due to how Spider-Man traverses the city, even though it was big, Manhattan is quite big, um, because how he just swings and he has lots of speed, um, going through, like, going around it, going from the nor the most northern um, 
place to the most southern it was really quick like i think it took like five minutes um and yeah okay okay i'm a spider-man I, i'm really fast i swing really fast but i don't know i mean some more places bigger map maybe other parts of new york who knows we'll have to wait and see okay now i want to just remind you quickly of the cliffhangers the big ones that spider-man ps4 left us with and they were, they were quite big i will add them to my pitch theory uh, in a minute but i think it's, it is pretty obvious we will have a green goblin show up b you'll play as miles morales again c face the symbiote attached to harry osborne whether that will be venom or just another uh, symbiote as well uh, completely d face yuri watanabe as wraith and e find out who employed taskmaster and like i mentioned before it could be aim it could be some people had said it could be the avengers i know i think but i think we will we will definitely find that out i think these five moments um could happen in this sequel or some of them could happen like in a third game if they decide to do that who knows uh so yeah now i'm just going to tell you what i think could happen more specifically i'm going to express my my pitch for the game story some of it might comp com contain like obvious stuff uh, but i believe some of it could be seen as original is there any original thinking anymore anyway uh i think yeah well let's just dive right in Spider-Man PS4 ends with Norman Osborn feeling guilty that Devil's Breath, aka GR27, couldn't cure his ill son Harry, who is being kept in a tank in a sort of coma state attached to a symbiote. Now, it wasn't clear if the symbiote was helping Harry survive in that tank or if it was one of the procedures Norman tried to cure Harry it went worse or if it was the reason that harry got sick in the first place either way it is clear that norman will stop at nothing to save his dying son and we already know he had experimented with some goblin tech and probably a serum as well thus he will try to put his next plan in motion in order to cure harry no matter what he also lost Sable International as his security team and Spider-Man's meddling with Devil's Breath and Martin Lee didn't sit quite well with Norman Osborn. Therefore, the grudge he holds against our hero could only increase now. He probably might have even had to step down as the mayor, most likely. And maybe the new mayor is J. Jonah Jameson beloved by many new york citizens but fully against spidey naming him a menace as we know this could be a problem for spider-man as a hero and peter now without his job as dr octavia's lab assistant and needing to make a living goes back to work for the daily bugle and one of his first gigs is taking photos of j jonah jameson presidential ceremony some irony here taking pictures of the guy who had hired him years ago 
and also who someone that could be back from San Francisco and pursuing a story related to Norman Osborn and, the, and Oscorp's alleged unethical acts after the GR27 could be someone called Eddie Brock. Meanwhile, Miles Morales is volunteering at Kurt Connors's lab and obviously Connors had turned into the lizard before in this universe we know that but now he has a, a suppressing device on his neck that stops the transformation into into the reptile beast from 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 ever happening again Connors is so safer to be around so much so that someone named Gwen Stacy becomes interested in his work and becomes his assistant his assistant as well and all these events that I just said happen or are shown in the first uh, hour or so of the game. There are no big threats yet until someone shows up in New York City. Gliding through the skies wearing a goblin-esque suit is Roderick Kingsley. Now, hear me out. One of the best things about Spider-Man PS4 was seeing Octavius's journey and understanding his reasons for his turn to villainy. Similarly, I want to see Norman's despair grow when time after time he is no closer to finding a cure for Harry. So after getting the goblin serum and the tech ready, he tests the formula on a human test subject, Roderick Kingsley. At first, Norman could see no improvements in Kingsley, but after a while, the latter feels empowered by the serum running through his veins, and in an act of retaliation and and, and hoping to be free from that from his employer, he escapes Oscorp with a goblin tech and decides to rob some banks. This is the first incident, uh, the main, the big uh, incident of the story. Spider-Man quickly, quickly realizes that Kingsley's suit is Oscorp, not because of any <laughs> labeling, of course, but because MJ had seen similar tech in Norman's penthouse during the first game. To get his tech back, an, an angry yet cautious Norman Osborn hires a new security organization with a sketchy leader. His name, Sergei Kravinov, a.k.a. Craven the Hunter. Whether Spidey had faced Craven before or not, it doesn't really matter for the plot I want to create. Craven, Craven in this in this universe had established a, rely a reliable, even if slightly dangerous, mercenary organization, um, human hunters, really, hired guns. And Norman is quite aware of Craven's methods, of how he operates, and he will take full advantage of that in pursuit of Spider-Man. Uh, especially when he, when Spider-Man doesn't want Norman to get his goblin tech back. Norman employs yet another sketchy character in order to keep appearances. And that person is the Chameleon. His son Harry has been in Europe for too long. And not to raise his friends or anybody's suspicions, Norman pays the Chameleon to impersonate his own son and attend some homecoming events and other social gatherings. Peter and MJ are skeptical at first of Harry's 
um, speedy recovery. But Spidey's sense does not kick in just yet as the chameleon's impersonation does not propose a threat for now. What happens though is something that would change Peter's life for good. With his best friend back and a lot on his mind and with the possibility of making his dad see the reason, Pete divulges his secret identity to Harry, meaning the chameleon, who sells that information to his employer. What will Norman do with that? We'll have to wait and see. Besides the Obgoblin, aka Roderick Kingsley incident, Miles finds out pretty early on in the first act of the game that Dr. Connors is working for, for Osborne after eavesdropping uh, on a phone call that uh, 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 Connors was making. Miles tells Peter and both follow Connors to the Oscorp lab. They find out Norman has forced Connors and Dr. Morgan Michaels from the previous game to experiment on different serums and formulas to find a cure for Harry and their work in genetics seemed vital to Osborne and he needs their sharp minds. So okay, I have to mention something here. Spider-Man Miles Morales' uh, post-credit scene shows us Norman Osborn had his penthouse with Kurt Connors helping him with Harry. So this theory of mine is following that scene even though, and I swear this is true, I thought Connors would be working for Osborn uh, in the sequel before Miles Morales was released. The game just confirmed that premise in my theory, which was really cool. But anyway, I thought I'd just mention that. So yeah, Peter decides to investigate Oscorp by himself, not as Spidey, but as Harry Osborn's friend, which can lead him, which can lead to some sneaky and tricky situations, as well as some awesome stealth action as Peter, like I've wanted. And at different moments in the main story, things would happen that would lead to the or origin of side missions or set up some DLC content. Um, and I'm going to mention just some that I had in mind already. First off, at some point, the police are alerted for an attempted murder of a cop and that two individuals are fighting on a rooftop and that both seem dangerous. Spidey swings to the scene to find a red male figure with horns fighting a purple female figure with yellow strings. This would be Daredevil and Wraith, aka Matt Murdock and Yuri Watanabe. In an attempt to stop them, he lets Yuri escape, and Daredevil tells Spider-Man that he had it under control. Wraith had been killing corrupt cops, not letting them pay justly for their crimes, and, that, and, the, and Daredevil said that she needed to be stopped. Spidey offers an alliance, but the Devil of Hell's Kitchen refuses. And this could lead to some side missions with Spider-Man trying to stop both Yuri and Daredevil from doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Um, and yeah, Daredevil would want to handle things by himself. And this could lead to, some, to a great boss fight between both uh, red suit individuals. And also maybe a triple threat at the end with both um, Daredevil and Wraith fighting against Spider-Man. That would be really cool. Another moment that could set up other side quests, another side quest or DLC, would be a situation gone terribly wrong at Oscorp's lab. 
while trying to rapidly find a cure for Osborne's kid, Kurt Connors and Morgan Michaels run into some te technical difficulties, and while trying to fix it, an electrical shortage occurs, rendering Connors' inhibitor useless. As the device malfunctions, Connors slowly turns into the lizard, and in shock and fear, Michaels tries to hide and fend off the monster, but the lizard is just too strong, and he throws the defenseless scientist through their high-tech laboratory, hitting the wall by the genealogical project desk where they were keeping certain animal blood samples for experimentation. Now, with a nasty cut in his forehead, Michaels tries to get up, but in, in his desperation, he lets one sample fall into his wounded head, merging his blood with that of a vampire bat. Connors, still wreaking havoc in the lab, runs after Michaels, but the latter is able to hide behind a containment area where they were working with plasma energy. Michaels, horrified at his colleague Alter, prays that the lizard won't enter the chamber. However, in his recklessness, Connors turns on the plasma lasers and poor Dr. Michaels is charged, infused with high energy levels. Michaels is left unconscious and the lizard escapes. These two characters could be the threats in some side mission content or they could be part of, um, of this game's DLC which could be called The Origin of the Species. That's just a good name from a comic storyline. One part where the lizard is keeping hostages underground, mostly scientists, and planning on a sewer dispersal agent. And another where Dr. Michaels has turned into the living vampire Morbius, thirsty for human blood and leaving soaked up victims at rooftops in New York. Perhaps with the emergence of a new vampiric creature, we'll get an appearance of the famous vampire slayer Blade. Going back to the main story of my pitch. Halfway through it, Craven, unable to capture and terminate Spider-Man on his own, is told by Osborne to get more help. So, with the acquisition of Finn Mason's inventions, aka the Tinkerer, last seen in Spider-Man Miles Morales, Osborne and Craven plan to invade the raft and set the big guys free. Side note, now the Tinkerer isn't Finn, but her underground group that kept on living a criminal life, just because of, of how that game ended. So yeah, out of the raft, prison would, be, would now be Electro, Vulture, Rhino, Scorpion, Mysterio, Sandman, Wilson Fisk, Shocker, and amongst other threats, you would have all those um, low-life criminals. They're all on the loose now, with just a few actually helping uh, Norman, Osborne, and Craven. And obviously, who is who has not who has not escaped is Doctor Octopus and Mister Negative, because Norman has no intention of facing them again. Um, so they 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 are kept at the raft still. And a new Sinister Six emerges with Electro, Rhino, and Vulture returning. 
and adding to the team the likes of Mysterio, Sandman, and Craven. Financed by Osborne, enhanced by the Tinkerer's tech, and led by the hunter Craven, the new, improved Sinister Six have only one goal, to kill the spider. Overwhelmed by a focused team of supervillains with a sole intent of exterminating him, Peter gets help from Miles. Reluctant at first to bring Miles into this dangerous fight since he is still learning how to be Spider-Man and six villains are a lot to take on, he eventually accepts his webbed up helping end and both take out the Sinister Six in an amazing, amazing boss fight. After a hard, weary battle against that, those capable foes, the two heroes swing through New York to stop Norman Osborn and put an end to his evil plot. As they reach his penthouse, Peter and Miles discover Harry Osborn, the real Harry Osborn, helpless in a glass tank. Pete is stumped at the sight of his friend. Feeling lost and confused, Pete's spider sense doesn't kick in when Osborn attacks him from behind. Now, in an updated version of the Goblin Exoskeleton, Osborn grabs Peter by the neck and glides into the dark skies of Manhattan. As they get higher and higher, Peter's breath gets shorter and shorter, and Miles is unable to get to his mentor and help. So, he tries to check Harry's tank. Then, a flash. Miles looks back, and Eddie Brock is photographing everything inside Norman's secret room when he was able to sneak in. The concerned Miles is scared at what those images might do to poor Harry, how they might be used, so he webs Brock's camera up and destroys it, and then webs Eddie to a wall, upsetting the reporter. Meanwhile, Osborne has Peter at the edge of his stamina, but as we know, Spider-Man is not taken down easily. Peter fights back at the last second and punches through the Goblin's glider. Both hero and villain fall from the high sky, spiraling down, grabbing onto each other and wrestling all the way through until BAM! They plunge into Oscorp's rooftop. Spidey hides from the Goblin as he has taken a lot of damage, and Osborne feels stunned but not down yet. Peter tries taking down the goblin quietly, but rapidly, a stealthy approach turns into a full-blown fight. It's an, even, it's an even match. Parker's willpower, Osborne's vengeful madness, the brawl ends in a tie. As Spider-Man prepares for the ultimate final blow, Osborne calls on another glider. Norman flies towards his penthouse, Miles ready to fight back, is caught off guard when Osborne lets his glider dive into young Morales and he jumps away. Norman hurries to his son's chamber. Peter swings as fast as he can to catch up to the goblin to get to the penthouse. But as Norman sees his son still helpless, not improving, as he has been for months, Norman sees no other choice than to take Harry out of the chamber. The young Osborne falls into his father's arms, but the symbiote crawls away. Where does it go to? Hmm. As Peter approaches the Osborne Tower, he sees Miles thrown out of the Osborne uh, Terrace. So Peter catches him, and then as he 
webs and as he uh, throws a web at his at the at the Osborne uh, penthouse window, kaboom! The whole penthouse goes out in, goes out in flame with explosions knocking back the two spiders. Peter is is then left with worries and doubts. What had happened to the Osborne? Had they escaped? Had they survived? No one could know for now. One thing was certain. The city was safe. Spider-Man was not being hunted and Norman was gone for the time being at least. As to what happened to Eddie Brock, a post-credit scene would have revealed that the symbiote did indeed merge itself with him, saving him from the blast and giving him a new set of powers most likely to be used against the new Spider-Man and his mentor. Or the game could continue and the threats of Eddie as Venom and Norman as the Goblin had not disappeared and they would be needed to take out, they would need, <laughs> Peter would need to take them out, or both spiders would, as soon as possible and maybe even fight amongst themselves as Auburn, Osborn needed the symbiote back and Venom retaliated against the one who imprisoned him for months. It all depends on how, the, how long the game is, really. Uh, even the, uh, Whatever the case is, either way. One last shot after we had all completed side quests, uh, the main story, obviously, uh, as some sort of special secret ending that would reward fans for their hard work and commitment would be a shot inside of the Raft prison. The camera would span through the many cells of the villains that Spidey put there in the duration of the story. And the last one would be that of Dr. Octo Otto Octavius. We'd hear a guard shout, Lights out! And as Octavius glimpses out of, brick, out of his brick cell through the tiniest window, New York City is seen at the distance. Maybe some explosions or the sound of rioting. Just trouble far away could be heard by Dr. Otto. His useless body would twitch and he would whisper, Oh, Parker, you always run into trouble, don't you? But don't worry. Soon you'll be able to relax. When someone superior takes your place. <gasps> And the end. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, <laughs> there you have it. That would that would be it. That would be it. Basically, the third game would be Otto coming back and becoming the superior Spider-Man, or trying to at least. I don't know. It would be really cool. <laughs> I don't know, guys. This was my pitch. Maybe it was too boring for you. It was maybe it was too long. But I want. I really wanted to do that because just in case I get it right. Uh, I don't know, Insomniac could hire me, please. Insomniac, Marvel, whatever, I, I would love to work for them, for those, for Marvel at least, that, that company is just beautiful. Um, and yeah, that was my pitch, that was my theory regarding the sequel, Spider-Man PS4. Maybe I get some things right, maybe some of it, like the general idea is wrong, I don't know, I, I just, I really want Craven. Mysterio, Sandman to be to appear in the game, Lizard as well, and obviously I think Green Goblin and Venom are 
just obvious choices for the main um, villains of the second game. I think not not only obvious because we all, we've already had uh, Doctor Octopus, who is one of the most famous, most popular Spider-Man villains, but because also of the because of the post-credit scene. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to tie that uh, post-credit scene and what they hadn't done with the Spider-Man character in the first game. I just wanted to create this story for you guys. Uh, if you like it, just let me know. But yeah, I'll just fin- I'll finish the episode uh, in a bit. I'll finish the episode right now. I mean, <laughs> sorry that this was a really long episode. I've been talking for a while, and yeah, let's end the episode. So there you have it. What did you guys think? Did you like it? Do you think I overthought a lot of stuff? Maybe just a bit too much? Let me know in the comments if you're listening to this on my new YouTube channel or if you're listening to it on Spotify or any other any other of my um, podcast streaming platforms. You know that my Instagram and Twitter accounts are linked in the podcast description. You can talk to me through there as well. But yeah, this was just just my idea for what the second game could be. I spent a lot of time fantasizing and theorizing on my own, so sharing it with you guys could turn this gigantic time-thinking period of my life, of my daily life, (laughs) into something productive, like this. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, We have reached the end for today. This has been just one more opinion. I have been Charlie, and you have been awesome. Take care and goodbye.